A reading from Placemaker, Cultivating Places of Comfort, Beauty, and Peace, by author and gardener Christy Purifoy. Chapter 8. Crepe, Myrtle, and Chestnut, Searching for a New Home. Did we choose Maplehurst, or was it chosen for us? This question appears to be a simple one, but it is as complicated as asking. Who is responsible for an orchard? The one who plants the trees or the one who creates them? That God chooses places for his people is a foundational element of the story the Bible tells. But a common mistake we make is to assume that the right thing will be an easy thing. Even the promised land was full of intimidating giants. God may choose places for us, but he invites us to participate in the making of them. And this participation requires the kind of faith and courage that can look a great deal like foolishness. Still, I can't help but wonder if Maplehurst was intended for our care. Could we have misled ourselves through some Pinterest or HGTV-fueled delusion? The answer must lie in Florida, the place where our farmhouse dream began. Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart-lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. Oh, welcome, Christy. Welcome so much. And I actually forgot to ask you, it is Purifoy, am I right? That's right. Yeah, you okay, said it good. very well, actually. People usually say it more how it's spelled, but you said it just how we say it in my family. It's so good to be here with you. Thank I'm you. I'm so happy. I just shared with you before we came on that just even sitting with your gorgeous books, I have Placemaker in front of me for those of you on who can see us visually, and then your new book, drum roll, Garden Maker. Oh, yeah, this this has been a this has been a real fun one to share. Yeah, yeah, I feel it's so, so beautiful, isn't it? And I say <gasps> that I say that as someone who who will acknowledge, like, to create a really beautiful book as an object takes a whole team of people. Oh, yes. And I'm just so grateful for the team that designed this book and just poured love into it. So it would be a really beautiful object. I, I just feel so grateful and humbled and, yeah. and also astonished. I never said, I never imagined I would write books, let alone take photographs for books. Like life is so surprising. Oh, sometimes. Are these your photographs? Did I miss that in the memo? <gasps> they are. Yes, Christy. they are. Yeah. Yeah. A whole new creative uh, oh. path path for me that was terrifying. I will admit I, yes. I had no, um, no confidence in myself, but just that sense of that. Yeah, I'm supposed to do this. And uh, it's just brought me so much joy to learn a new, learn a new thing. I, I won't call myself an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but um, just to have a new creative outlet was, was so uh, life-giving and such a, such a gift. Yeah. Oh, there's, they're stunning. They're just Aww. the angles. <laughs> I have two photographer daughters and, you oh, know, wow. 
yeah, you, you've done, you've done well. And I have your hat, by the way, it just held up that picture. <laughs> I oh, call it my mushroom. <laughs> my little beach umbrella that I wear everywhere when I want to meditate. I was going to say that garden maker to me, uh, in my life, it has been a meditative practice, a grounding practice, pun intended. As I look at the pictures of your hands in the dirt, Yeah, that is such a meditative grounding experience. And it has been that through this whole global pandemic for sure. So I just want to encourage Mm all you in who are listening that um, if you are looking for a way to lower your blood pressure, mm-hmm. a way to find that equanimity, that homeostasis to calm things down, which is something that I'm constantly doing in my practice, uh, helping people find those kind of meditative tools. Garden maker is one, like yeah. just, just to sit, pour yourself a beautiful cup of hot something or iced tea. If it's summer in your world, exactly yeah yeah so you just said you never thought you'd end up here well how did that happen miss Christie? how did that happen yeah it's been a winding road you know i so i am not at all where i set out to be i was pursuing an academic career i was all set on being an english professor i got it's a big deal i got really far down that road um before I, I realized just how much I wasn't, how rigorous that world is. (laughs) Yeah. And just how hard it was for me to find life in that world. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I just, I, I stepped away for a little while, but of course just told myself, Hey, I'm just taking a little break to work on some other things. Mm -hmm. And then the break ended up being really a complete life detour into things I never imagined I could do. I think because I had always been a reader and I had put writers up on a pedestal and just assumed Mm -hmm. that was something other people could do, but never once imagined it was something I could do. Never Mm -hmm. imagined that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a process of, of that just needing to be broken down in me so I could actually kind of find the freedom to, to pursue that. So I mean, gosh, so many days, I can't tell you how many days, even when things are hard, like, you know, right. Work is never they easy. Get hard. Life is never easy. Writing, right? writing is hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> publishing but, is yeah. even harder. Exactly. And but then even post- publishing is even harder. <laughs> Marketing. It's like, it's true. Job. It's true. There are so many days. And yet when I, when I think to the back to the life that I was pursuing, oh, I just say, thank you. Thank you. That I am where I am, mm-hmm. that this is where I've ended up, that this is the work I've been given to do. Um, I feel incredibly grateful. Mm-hmm. I can feel that. I feel that in your work. I yeah. feel it in your presence. Um, were there hints? Like how did, how did the unfolding happen for you? How did yeah. the unfolding of that, like you're on this trajectory, right? right? We're at the two paths. You chose the path less taken. Yeah. Were there hints? Were there signals that you could call back to us? Of course, looking back, I can see, I can see the things that were in me, but I was just unable to recognize them. I didn't, I, I thought creativity looked a certain way. I thought it was about creating almost out of nothing. I imagined writers as like storytellers who can just invent and imagine. And I never saw that in myself, but I didn't recognize other aspects of that kind of creativity. I didn't understand that I was quite a good observer, noticer, Mm. someone who could connect the dots. I I just didn't Mm -hmm. see those things in myself. And so actually, um, and I don't know if this will be encouraging or discouraging for our listeners, but (laughs) 
Um, I, I tell people like God literally had to write it on the wall. Like it, it, it was the most sort of obvious voice from heaven. If we could use that phrase I've ever heard. It, it really was like, it, it had to be made that clear to me that I was to write my story. Now, the Did he write it story, on a wall? The, I mean, it, it felt like that, but you know, we'll, we'll say the wall of my heart, but it felt like that. And so it felt like such a clear call. Mm-hmm. But the, of course, as most of us know, what would happen next, what it would actually involve, what it would look like. I was completely clueless, but I did in that moment when I was taking a break from teaching um, at a university, I started writing down my faith story and some of my experiences oh. in my twenties. And I, and I started to realize like, oh, this is how people write books. I could write a memoir. And I started reading memoir and thinking about that and realizing this is something I could do. Do I want to do it? And it, it suddenly seems so exciting. And so, so I ended up writing a draft of this memoir. Um, oh, long is story that the short, root? Is that-, that is not Roots in Sky. Oh, it, okay. It's a, it's a book that will only ever live in draft form on my computer somewhere. It, it, it turns out that it wasn't anything that needed to be written for mm. a reading public. It was what uh-huh. I needed to write. It was your journey mm-hmm. in order to understand that I could write. Yes, um, and it, it it's what I needed to do that that, makes that sort sense. of open open this door for me. And so I have no regrets. Even though at the time, if you had told me, Christy, this thing you're writing, in and of itself, will go nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. I would have been so devastated. I wouldn't have been able to handle that. But now I, I don't feel that way at all. I just think, oh, right, of course, that was the work I needed to do in order to start stepping down that path. Yeah. And um, and it's and it's fine. I yeah, it, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Would so, you say like hindsight's always twenty twenty? So it was your uh, a passage. You know, it was a yes. a rite of passage. It was like literally a w r i t e of passage. Mm-hmm where mm-hmm. you were reflecting and self-examination and yeah. introspection and looking exactly. at your journey. Yeah. Exactly. That's a powerful, powerful process. And I encourage yeah. everyone listening, you know, to perhaps carve out that time oh, to so just powerful. even create a map of your life and your life yeah. choices and what led oh, you here. Yeah. And yeah, very yeah. powerful. Thank you for sharing that so much. Yeah. So obviously that was, did you present that to editors you know, I, and I, I did try a little bit um, and it didn't go anywhere, but what it did do is it got me out there connecting with other mm-hmm. writers. I started attending some conferences. Nice. Uh, I started blogging. I started um, sort of meeting other writers online. And so it really was the beginning of this life I'm living now. Mm-hmm. Um, it Even if the things I thought I was directly aiming for then were not... <laughs> really going to be in the cards. Um, it was the beginning. Yeah. Hmm. Were you always a gardener? Have you always Uh, been passionate that the here again? No, not at all. Not at all. It's so tell. This is fascinating. I know it's, it's, it's funny. I feel like, I don't know. I, I often just marvel at how, how you can live so much of your life. You know, the first 20, 30 years of my life, knowing myself so little. I don't. <laughs> oh, that's so but, powerful. Christy, yeah. that's just what we, that's what I, yeah. yes, yes, please yeah. more, 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 yeah. more. Yeah. So I, I, I had a longing for beauty. I loved beauty mm. and that took different forms. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. even while I was pursuing academic studies, I was carving out time to just do little hobbies, you know, whether it was cooking or I tried my hand at, you know, like cro- crochet or embroidery yes. and nothing that ever really, I was very good at, but it was sort of, it was, 
it was hitting that, that need to be creative in some way. And, um, and I had grown up around gardens. My father is a gardener. Mm-hmm. And so there, there was that kind of in the background. Yeah. Um, but I was living in the city. I lived in Chicago on the South side right. for 10 years. Um, I was invited during that time to join some friends who were uh, growing things in a little community garden in the neighborhood. And mm-hmm. so I was doing a little bit of that in the summer, but not, uh, you know, it, it wasn't it, an ardent no, passion from childhood. No, not you didn't at all. sit behind no. by your father and dig in the soil and not at all. I mostly because I grew up in Texas. It was just too hot oh. and buggy. <laughs> Yeah. So it was really only, um, uh, and I won't even say, so I live in this old farmhouse now where I do my gardening, but it wasn't even coming here. It was actually what happened before I got here, which was in that same period of crisis where I was thinking about stepping away from the career path, doing something very different. Um, I started reading books. I started, mm. and somehow I, I was reading, we joined this little farm CSA and I started ah. thinking about, oh, growing vegetables. And I don't know, I just started learning about it and started this kind of desire to maybe uh, do something like this. But I was living in Florida where again, right. very hot, very buggy. <laughs> yes, yes. I, so I, I wanted need, to, you know, yeah. I needed the right place. I needed the right place oh, to do this that word. Work. Yeah. That and, word. and now I'm in the right place. There's that word. Yeah. It's the million dollar word. It's the word that's yeah. been making me um, verge on weeping all morning yeah. while I've been sitting with your work. And uh, I went and looked up place because I love words. Yes. And see if I'm I'm spot on with this place and just, you know, dictionary definition off of Google. A particular position or point in space. Then this was offered. A portion of space, and I love the word portion because it just reminds me of the psalmist, like, you know, the Lord has appointed me my portion. The Lord is my portion, Mm -hmm. Um, a portion of space available or designated for, or being used by someone. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you the million dollar question from your book, Placemakers, what where, how, when, why did that word evolve into yeah. your life? What does it mean to be a placemaker? What mm-hmm. on earth? Like that's a very unique word. And yeah. you've already shared a bit about your introspection, which I think is so highly valuable mm-hmm. that you gave yourself permission to step away from something mm-hmm. that you thought was your call, was your Mm -hmm. path. And you stepped away from it because it didn't fit. It wasn't fitting right. Okay. So where, when, how, and why? Yeah, I I think, so I'm living in Florida. I'm feeling that, that ill fit with the job, with the career. And as well, I'm feeling, I'm feeling how I don't fit in this place. So, Mm. um, we'd been in Chicago. So of course I'm missing the city. I'm missing Chicago. I'm missing the winters. I'm missing the seasons, but it wasn't just that I wanted to return. I I knew that, that our time in that place was finished, Okay. but, but what, but what's next, where are we headed? And so we'd, we'd ended up in Florida thinking, well, maybe, you know, it was my husband's job that brought us there. We just thought we would try it. Um, and pretty quickly realized, wow, I don't, I don't fit in this place. And now, now the metaphor I use is I could, 
I had been rooted in Chicago. I had been mm-hmm. well rooted there in every sense. Those roots had been pulled out. We'd mm-hmm. gone to this new place and I, we were working very hard to put those roots down in that Florida soil. We were trying to find a church. We were trying to build relationships. Yeah. We were trying to figure out what is, fa- you know, I had young kids. What does family life look like in this place? We were taking care of our first house. We'd bought a house mm-hmm. in Florida. We'd never had a house with a yard. And on the surface, a lot of things just looked really beautiful, really good. Mm-hmm. We were 20 minutes from the beach. We, oh, it, wow. you know, it, it's a very beautiful place where we were in Northern Florida. And yet we could, it was like, we were, it's like our roots were just on top of this hard ground. And no yeah, matter they weren't what propagating. we tried, no, mm-hmm. we couldn't break through that Propagate. soil. We, we mm-hmm. just couldn't do it. And, you know, in small ways, big ways, in obvious ways, every effort mm. we made to like root ourselves in that place was, was rebuffed and wasn't working. And, and I finally felt an invitation in that to dream of something else to to say, okay, it's not just me being like, not being able to find contentment or it, that's not what this is about. This is a, this is a, this is an invitation to dream, to imagine, to, to, to be sort of wide open in possibility. Oh my gosh. This and is why there, it makes me want to weep, Christy. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I just, so I was just, I was just very, oh I was very God. open. I was very miserable and very open at that point, right? I was so sad about where we were and desperate for something new, which means I was just wide open to imagining what that, what that could be. And, um, and then I was reading a magazine one day and I flipped the page and I see this this photo in an ad, it was like a real estate ad. That's all it was for this farmhouse for sale in like upstate New York, which is not where I live now, you know, but that's what it was. It was just this picture. And I I saw that photo and everything in me just went out and said, Oh my, I I want that. (laughs) Wow. I have got chills because it was, how did you give yourself permission I think that's what's getting me. Like yeah. it's, it's one of these layers under layers under layers that yeah. would take, I, I just want to, yeah. but here for the sake of this podcast. Yeah. You know, I don't think I, I in that permission. moment, I, I couldn't have said yes. I couldn't even recognize the longing if I hadn't already done a lot of work, letting go of so many things. I had let okay. go of career aspirations. I had let go even of my current teaching job and, and, and told them, Hey, I'm, I'm not coming back this semester. I just had let oh. go, let go, let go. Oh. Um, I had even started writing about my faith online, which was, I knew a kind of mm-hmm. once, uh, I don't want to, burning bridges is maybe too strong a phrase, but it felt a little bit like that. Like once I set down this path, I will, I'm making other things impossible. I'm, I'm, I'm committed now, you know? And so I had already done so much of that, that I think I had no, the things that had been maybe holding me or claiming me before were, Mm -hmm. had been let go, dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know what was next and it was a scary place, but mm-hmm. I saw this image and it was like, mm. I think it just became for me an, a, a picture of a life unlike any I'd lived that, that had s- space and a sense of place and had seasons mm. and had beauty and, mm. um, miss the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, and so then we just got quite literal and thought, hey, let's let's look for a job in the Northeast. Let's look for an old farmhouse. Like we just we just took it in a very little literal direction. <laughs> so you were both united in this. Yeah, we yeah. were. Which, and instead of like a lot of times when you're in a new place and like you were saying, I it just didn't fit. Yeah. 
what I'm hearing, like from a therapist side is you didn't shame yourself. You didn't like, um, put that square round peg into the square hole. It was more, right. you, you followed what I'm hearing from you, Christy, what I'm sensing from you since the moment I ever first saw you, you know, was that you really tuned in to your mm-hmm. inner knowing yeah, that Christ knowing of follow mm-hmm. me. Yeah. It's so scary to do that. And yeah. I think this global pandemic has been yeah. knocking on my heart for mm-hmm. sure to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Right. And the scary thing is, is you have to start taking those steps before you really know what's down that road. I didn't have a uh, real sense of what was down that road, but I knew mm okay, this way, not that way. But then you take right. one step and a little possibility becomes a little, it's almost like, you know, you, a little of the fog clears, a little of the fog clears. And even then, if you don't know exactly where you're headed, the dream does start to take shape. And, um, and, and, mm-hmm. and it didn't, didn't take too long before there were more definite things. I felt like I was aiming for like, like writing, like a, mm-hmm. um, a life with gardens and, you know, room for the kids to run and seasons and, and natural mm-hmm. beauty and those sorts of things. So, you know, there's those moments of like, I don't know what's down this road, but I, I have to start walking and, mm-hmm. and then realizing, oh, okay, I think I'm okay. I am safe. I am going to be okay. I think we are still headed in a good direction. Right. Yes. <laughs> I would think that, you know, as a follower of Christ, you, you trusted his leading. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, I, I you, did. I absolutely, yeah. I, I absolutely trusted, even though, um, it was, it, it just, it was foggy big. big. Or, yeah. 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 Or there was it, no path. You just had to right. start walking and create just had the to path. Start walking. Yeah. And as you keep yeah. walking on it, it trods a path. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It starts padding mm-hmm. down and, and yeah. then a path kind of starts, uh, forming before you. So after you see yeah. the second, uh, oh, the magazine, the farmhouse, <laughs> Did you go start looking for farmhouses? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not really. So we had, we're in this place, we're in this job for my husband. um, And we had known that his job there was, you know, that they would want to move him on at some point. And so really then became the waiting game. Like we Mm -hmm. had a sense that this wasn't just something we were manufacturing, but this was actually starting to invite us into something that somehow would happen, but now it's, it's a matter of waiting. There really was very little we could do. We weren't, um, we weren't, we, we knew it wasn't, we weren't being asked to start job hunting or start making this happen. We knew that we were just being shown something that we were being invited into. And now we just had to wait Mm, and the seed being planted, right? The patience of a gardener. Mm. We just had to wait. And so it felt in every way, like, like winter in my garden, like right now, as I look out the window, there's nothing I can do, but the seeds are planted. The bulbs are in the ground, mm-hmm. like spring will come. It will start to happen, but right. I can't do one thing to speed it up. Not one thing. You I'm, seriously I just, can't. I just have to sit here and wait and trust and hope oh. and keep praying and wait. <laughs> and that's what it was like. Just, wow. the, just the waiting. Yeah. So I wanted to read this oh, Socratic question, this depth of a question that you ask in your book, Placemaker on page 135, chapter eight. Mm. Did we choose Maplehurst? And you can share with us what that is. Did we choose Maplehurst or was it chosen for us? Mm -hmm. 
This question appears to be a simple one, but it is as complicated as asking, who is responsible for an orchard? The one who plants the trees or the one who creates them? That God chooses places for his people, that God chooses places for his people is a foundational element of the story the Bible tells. But a common mistake we make is to assume that the right thing will be an easy thing. That's what really got me today. And I think it's because it's kind of where I'm living personally. And I wonder, where were you when you wrote that? Why did you write that? And what is your uh, conclusion? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll answer that by saying I, so I'm a writer who has learned, I, I try not to read my reviews online. Oh yes. <laughs> so I, I mostly try not to do that, but sometimes um, you, you so things just come across your eyeballs. And um, in searching for something else recently, I I saw a review of Placemaker, mm. and um, I'm glad I read it because it 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 showed something to me. So this this person had given a positive review, but they um, had really loved my first book, Roots and Sky. And they found Placemaker a little harder to read because in Placemaker, some of the dreamier aspects of first coming home to Maplehurst, which is the name of this farmhouse we did eventually find in (laughs) Pennsylvania, um, some of that newness and the dreaminess excuse me, of coming home in placemaker. Now I'm a little further in the journey and now I'm unpacking these questions um, that are coming with, with some of the harder aspects of living here. And they were just writing about the books and saying, I, they're, they're both good, but I really preferred the first one because, you know, it was, it all, it made me sad to, to sort of sometimes read placemaker. And I thought, Oh Mm -hmm. wow, that is so interesting because of course they're, they're just thinking of these as books, which they are, Mm -hmm. but this, but I was writing about my life. Life. And the truth is, yes, there was that that period of coming home, which felt like a homecoming when we found this farmhouse and mm. welcomed our fourth child and began to put down roots. It was a sweet homecoming. Um, it also was a year of, of suffering that first year um, in the in the house, and I write about that as yeah, well. But but in all of that, the house itself was just an embrace, just a welcome, just in every sense a gift mm. of promise that I will oh. say now has been fulfilled. It has, okay. and it is, it is being fulfilled. Wow. But the story I tell in Placemaker is that in between where we are now partnering with God to realize dreams, to make things real in the world, and that is not easy. Yeah. And uh, and so it's what really happened- not- we moved into this house with all these all stars in our eyes, right? Imagine that. Yes. <laughs> the day we're unpacking our boxes, one of our movers, bless him. <laughs> he was saying the South, around. bless his heart. Right, right, exactly. He was looking around. He was like, oh, this is so great. Well done, you guys. I love that you bought a fixer-upper. <laughs> and and John and I both just looked at him like, huh? <laughs> What? <laughs> we looked at him. A fixer-upper? What do you mean? Because we just didn't see that at all. We just saw dreams come true. We're home at last. This place is amazing. And it took a couple years for our eyes to sort of be open to the reality that he had seen right away, which was that this house needed a lot 
of restoration, a lot of work. And I thank God every day that we were somewhat blind to that, that we Mm. didn't fully know what we were stepping into. Um, Because the truth is we were stepping into something good. And if we had seen Mm -hmm. what that man had seen, you know, if we'd seen Mm -hmm. all of the old house. All of the, right. Yeah. It has good bones though, right? As they say in the construction world. It had good bones. Yes. We we were seeing the vision. (laughs) Yeah. We would never have been brave enough or foolhardy enough to step into it. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So it, uh, it took a couple of years for us to be because for me, especially to become aware of what we'd really stepped into. And so then that's mm-hmm. the question in the book. Then I had to ask, yeah. did we make a mistake? I thought it was going to oh, be. So- thank you so much. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, you know, the promised land every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you think, well, the promised land, oh, well, you know, there were struggles there too. Like it, it, this, big struggles. This, yeah. And so I, but I, it was a time of questioning, like, was this really a good, is this really mm-hmm. a good gift from God? Right. Like, mm-hmm. is this really a blessing is caring for this place really um, going to be fruitful because there were times where it felt impossible and it felt like mm-hmm. our efforts were not taking root and, we're, and the things we were trying were not being fruitful. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, a decade in having written placemaker, having you know, begun so much of the, the work, right, on the, the house. beautiful garden in your back in your yard, yeah, having begun the gardens. Like I, I can say even in the midst of ongoing, you know, with four kids, let's say struggles. Yeah. I can say, Oh no, no, this, this has been a good gift, <laughs> but it, um, it was going to ask a lot more of us than, than we realized stepping into it, which is probably true of most good things that God invites us into. Um, and yeah, so I there's, love a, your- there's a mercy in that. Yeah. I love that. The mercy in that. And mm-hmm. I think in answer to that question, I, I think you just answered it so beautifully in the in the role of if we can see it as an invitation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like if if we can frame it, this is an invitation, mm-hmm. even if we have stars in our eyes. Cause in my I've lived long enough to know that I I've I've answered calls that I had stars yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like <laughs> and then oh, reality. What yeah. the heck? <laughs> But you write on page 138, choices are always powerful. It does not matter that we rarely understand exactly what we are choosing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Perhaps that is precisely where the power lies, not in the choosing, but in the learning how best to live with our choice. That's a profound profound Mm -hmm. principle to live life Mm -hmm. by Christy. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Is there any little mm, unction or what kept you going? Was it your Mm -hmm. unity uh, in your relationship with your husband, your family vision? You know, I think, yes, that was certainly a part of it. And I'm, I'm grateful that my husband and I have really Mm just walk shoulder to shoulder through all of these things. Cause that isn't all, I mean, we're just that we've just been, we, I received that as a gift. Like it, it's just pure gift. Um, so that's part of the story. I think also because we hadn't easily stepped into this place because it had been preceded by a few years of longing and prayer oh, yeah. and desire and, uh, just mm. I, I'll relate it actually to, um, you know, I had experience, even though I'm, thank you, God, a mom to four children today. I had experiences through my twenties and early thirties with infertility, which meant that it was never easy for me to 
bring these children into the world. It was always wow. a, a, a difficult process of longing and prayer and waiting and doctor's right. appointments. Sure. So in a sense, Maplehurst was very similar. It, it wasn't something we just chose and stepped into. The grace in that for me has been that when things get hard with raising the children or taking care of the house, it's both. I, I remember so vividly mm. that that I asked for this and I desired it and that the desire was God given. And then the answer to the prayer and the fulfillment was also God given. And that it's good. Like, I know that I know that that's your core. That's at the core. Right. So then I can just kind of keep walking even Mm -hmm. when it feels like, I don't know, nothing about parenting this teen right now, or nothing about dealing with this huge bill for repairing windows feels good. No. But I can just keep going because because of, of those experiences that are, are the deeper, truer thing and get back to a place of saying, oh, yes, now I see the goodness again. Now I see it. <laughs> but there are times where we don't see it. We don't feel it anyhow. Oh, no. No, yeah. I would say for sure. And that's why I was kind of wanting to pick your brain a little bit, yeah. pick your spirit more because yeah, yeah. uh, there are so many out, you know, myself included that are listening that feel that way. Yeah. But, you know, but one of the most essential truths that you bring to the table for me, and I, I'm sure for so many people, is this sense of placemaking, this sense mm-hmm. of whatever space or place. And I, I remembered Psalm 18, 19. He brought me out into a spacious place. Mm-hmm. He rescued me because he delighted in me. And I was, this is one of my life scriptures, but I, I went back and looked again because I I couldn't remember what that spacious place meant in the Hebrew. Mm -hmm. And in some versions, it says large place, um, but it means enlargement. Yeah. It's expansion. And so anytime we're moving into new growth, You know, uh, it is going to require seasons of being stuck in darkness soil. And you exactly. write about that's this is why I love garden makers so much. And I can't wait to put into practice, you know, in my own life and yard. Um, but tell me, I mean, how did garden maker come? Like, how was this transition from placemaker roots and sky mm-hmm. to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, Maplehurst has been truly a spacious place for me because it has Mm -hmm. been a place just spacious enough and gracious enough where I have been able to grow into, um, opportunities and practices that, um, literally needed room to grow. So whereas before I was a bit frustrated in my creativity here at Maplehurst, it's been a place where I've been able to, to grow in all these creative endeavors, first of all, in the writing, because now I had a place to write about. And I realized, oh, as an observer type writer, writing uh, more in a, like nature writing and writing about the seasons and writing about, you know, the, the, the rhythms of a particular place has been the right subject for me. So I mm-hmm. found in one sense, the the proper use of, of my gifts as a writer um, as well. I found creative outlets that I hadn't been anticipating gardening, mm-hmm. but not just the vegetables I'd imagined growing, but growing mm-hmm. flowers, which can oh. seem like a completely useless thing to do. Like they, you cannot eat them. Well, most of them, it, yes. and even if you can, they're just like salad. I mean, you know, they're not like, it's, right. yeah, it's not, <laughs> not, not a great uh, popsicle or right. right not or, exactly. Right. So it just, 
you know, it, it's like the definition of frivolous or self-indulgent. And yet I've discovered that it is anything but, anything but, right? Yes. And then to grow into, you know, becoming a photographer who can now is learning how to share more of that beauty with other people through photography. You know, this mm-hmm. was the place where I could grow into these mm-hmm. gifts um, in a way that just hadn't been possible in the other places and seasons of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so those and, are and those I, tensions, yeah, like we, yeah. we always talk about in this community, holding two hands open, both and, yeah. right? Either or, exactly. but both and. So it's, and it, it, it's a spacious place, but that spacious place means expansion. So yeah. you can expand and enlargement. And I've always learned that enlargement is always accompanied by tears. <laughs> yes. Because it's yeah. a stretching. Yeah. yeah. It is a stretching. Yeah. It's an old wine skin, putting those down and, and having to put new wine into a new wine skin. Absolutely. You know, uh, absolutely. That's what I, I just... Mm, I love this so much. Do you feel like, um, and, and then I'm like, I could just keep you here forever because these <laughs> topics are so powerful. Yeah, they are um, good. They're so good. What has been the gift, if you would have to say about this uh, expansion at Maplehurst for you? Is mm-hmm. it, it's a twofold question. What has the personal gift been for you? And obviously you're sharing it and we're mm-hmm. grateful. And please go have meditative moments on Christie's site because it's just a drink of fresh water. Um, and then how do you resist? Is that the right word? The culture in which we live in, the hustle, the bustle, the da-da-da-da-da. You remind me, I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but Tasha Tudor. Oh, goodness. I love Tasha Tudor. Yes. High compliment. Thank you. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. I got to meet her. Oh, (gasps) did you? Oh, my goodness. I I know. I took, I had baby twins, baby babies. (gasps) And she was, um, I live in Virginia and she was coming to Williamsburg, of course. Of course. Of course. course. She would. And had a whole display at at the museum there. And so I had someone watch one twin and my other child at home. And I took my baby boy twin (laughs) and I was just like in her presence, just like, Oh, minus the pioneer clothing. You just, (laughs) I I get that same feeling that you are guiding us. Like I Mm -hmm. just remember her guiding me to try to live a different Mm -hmm. life. And I I mean, that was Mm -hmm. goodness gracious. They're 31. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. I'm now 62 and I'm still crying out for mm-hmm. a more spacious land like you're living yeah. in. So twofold yeah. gift. And then how do you resist or how do you yeah. keep at bay? How do you integrate maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Integrate <clears throat> might be the right word. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the gift to me has been that what I, what I experienced for most of my life as longing or hunger that was generally unsatisfied. So a longing for beauty, most of all, a hunger for Mm -hmm. beauty, for things to just to have um, like that, that beauty that belongs to Eden, you know, just to be, yeah, that deep, that deep rooted um, longing that many of us have, but for me was just so loud um, in my life growing up um, Mm. to, to realize that while, while there will always be longing in this life, there will always be hungers that aren't quite satisfied. More of them have been satisfied in my life than I ever thought possible. And not only that, 
God has invited me into being a part of satisfying them. So that beauty that I thought of as just something outside of myself that I have to go in search of that may be given to me or not has begun something I can actually help make, help create, and then share with people. And that is so for someone who hungers for beauty to be mm-hmm. invited into a life where you get to make it, make it. Right. Be is, part of it. Yeah. It, I mean, that gives me goosebumps. That's enormously satisfying. Yes. So I, you know, I tell my kids the thing that you you want that feels wrong with the world or that you wish was different, like I, that's the beginning of God saying, mm. yes, I've put that in you because you are going to be called into those places to change them, to do things differently. And so I mm. feel enormously grateful that I've begun to see that and experience that in my own life. So that, that, that is very personal. Um, and then this question you ask about, but mm. okay, that's this, there's this, my vision, and then there's how the world is run and how, you know, yes, <laughs> yes. Help. Um, help us out here. Yeah. I, I story maker, maybe, I don't know. Gosh, I mean that, yeah, probably we could do a whole podcast just on that question, but I think, I, I think maybe there are certain practices. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I just, I try, I, I try to feed myself the right food. And I I don't just mean what I eat. I mean, like what I read, what I watch, what I, what I spend time with. So, so there is a pull to just open up my phone and scroll the headlines, which I sometimes Mm -hmm. do, but I just really try to keep feeding by Mm -hmm. reading poetry, seeking out beauty, visiting gardens, taking time to go to the museum. I think I have done this to, to see art and beauty mm-hmm. in the world as mm-hmm. like extra. It's the cherry on top. It's the thing if mm. we have time for, instead of living as if it is absolutely critical, essential, absolutely essential. It's, yeah. it's essential. It's, it's, essential. it's, it's and I, a, absolutely. Yeah. I have to have yeah. that in yeah. order to live a life that is yeah. in my work, eudaimonious, yeah. a meaningful, purposeful life. You exactly. define that for us. I write that about that yeah. in my book, yeah. you know, that our goal is to have eudaimonia, which mm. is you, you're, you're, you're epitomizing that, mm. you know, the making deliberate, difficult yeah. choices, yeah. you know, that even when you don't know the outcome, it's not like, it's like the outcome wasn't even important to you. Mm-mm. It was, no just movement towards yeah, something. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So to see it as, as essential and to protect that as much as possible. And I do it imperfectly. Absolutely. Of course. I know. Um, but, <laughs> but to get up again and, and, and try again, do yeah. again. Yes. Yeah. Where's your happiest place Yeah. right you now know, in your life? <sighs> Wow. Good question. I mean, it's, it's here, it's here at Maplehurst. Absolutely. But I have realized more and more that it is good for me to leave and then to come back. And by leave, I mean, just even just sometimes go out for the day. Yes. Go to the <laughs> store. I'm, Cause I'm such a home body, right? I could just stay here all the time. Yes. But to leave, I would just come, sit in your garden all the time. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and, it, and I could do that, but to leave, maybe to see a friend or to do something necessary and then to come back and then to let this place refresh me again, that mm. that's actually a, a good thing. And it, it does help pull me out of my hermit tendencies because I, I have, I, I have, I'm I definitely have more of that now from COVID. It's like, I don't, yeah. I'm ready to come out of the wilderness yet. Yep. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah, this is exactly. Not, this is now getting bad, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But so, I yeah, think so what you're speaking to that. Yeah, is creating a haven, creating yeah. 
a space. And so your happiest mm-hmm. place, but what what is your favorite flower or your favorite thing to garden? Uh, well, there too is a little bit of, the, of the both. It's both and right. Because yes. I would, I would say roses, Ooh. but they're not, they're not easy. They no. don't want, they don't want to be healthy here in my Pennsylvania garden. And there's so many pests that are out to get oh. them. And so it's there, there is that, that, you know, tug yeah, of like, oh, it's attention for sure. It's hard, are you worth hard it? to garden them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yet they are the ones that most of all, like call me and they're just so romantic and so beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Um, but when What's your favorite naughty, color rose, do you have a favorite when they're naughty? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I want everyone to hear that when they're yeah. naughty, the girl with exactly. the curl. Um, yes. my, I'm favorite a pink, I love pinks, the romance pinks. of pinks and yeah, maybe a bit of coral. Um, nothing too, my favorite. yeah, yes. a little ap- and apricot and mm-hmm. yeah, I love all those, those pale, pretty shades for sure. <laughs> I was shocked when I went to Kenya, I had no idea that Kenya was a high producer of roses. Really? And so they brought them out and they were wow. just like, oh, I get chills. Stunning. Just stunning. Yeah. Like you're so yeah. right. They just, it's yeah. like, they just invite you to just awe. Like, yeah, they do. One of the yeah. most beautiful things on earth is a rose. Yeah. Yes. What is a rose? Mm. A rose is a rose. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I would love to have you back. You have an open invitation anytime oh, thanks, um, thanks. before you yeah. go, tell us what you're working on currently, or are you just so, feasting yeah, in Garden I, uh, Maker? Are you feasting in this beautiful book? Oh my I goodness. Am, but you know, the exciting thing is there's going to be more gardening books. So I'm working <gasps> on, on the follow-up right now, um, which will hopefully help um, readers um, sort of erase that dividing line between house and garden and sort of um, bring the garden into the home and, and, and just show what it could look like to live a life that's rooted in the garden. Not just you have a garden you go visit or a garden you go work in, but your whole life is sort of rooted in the garden, even in your home. So oh um, yeah, what another, another fun one. Thanks. It's, I'm enjoying it, but it, it's, nice. uh, it's the manuscripts do pretty soon. So I got to okay. get to work. <laughs> prayers, prayers going Thanks. up. Oh, very much. I, I will be on your launch team. I promise. I'm so excited. Oh, thank it's you. been an honor to meet you, Christy. I can't wait for um, all the community to know everything about you and to maybe get their hands dirty yes. and dig, dig in some soil and ground and root themselves because nature is one of our greatest healers. Absolutely. And you are a healing agent. Oh, so thank, thank you, you so much for bringing your fragrance to mm. the world and to our community. It's an honor. Thank you. It's been an encouragement to me today, too. Thanks so much. You're so welcome. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairden.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.